Hey everybody, this is Seth. This is Josh. And this is a disclaimer that some of these episodes of Family Trips were recorded before the Screen Actors Guild strike took place. So if people are talking about work that they have coming out, we just want you to know that they were not breaking strike rules by doing so. And moving forward, we're going to make sure that doesn't happen with any future guests. Thanks. Hey, Pachi. Hi, Zufi. Very exciting. I'm going to see you in a week. Yeah. We're going to do our first podcast where we're in the same room together. And also, I'll see you in a week. And then a few days after that, I'll see you with mom and dad. Yeah. And I'm with mom and dad now. You're currently, I should note, I'm looking at you. You are in my childhood bedroom. Yeah. There's some great, like, art, original art from that you made. Uh, yeah. Uh, there's a bear, like, holding a glass or a bottle. Uh, you want to you won first prize for that. And there's a picture of you and mom's arms uh, in the corner of it. You look to be maybe five, six. I should um, note it. Yeah, there is a it has a, a ribbon in the frame because I want a ribbon yeah. for it. It is a, a he's holding a present, a present. Yeah, so yeah. it's a real bummer that my one piece of award winning art, you immediately guessed two objects and neither was <laughs> correct. <laughs> well, I mean, if you'll forgive me, it's, it is behind me right now, and I'm not looking right at it. And also, if I'm distracted by anything, I'm distracted by the giant replica Time magazine cover uh, that you were on yeah. when you were uh, starting. Late night. Yeah, starting, starting late night. I don't know if we can talk about that. <laughs> we can talk about, well, we can talk about that I was on the cover of Time magazine. Yeah. Which is still deeply and funny to me. But that's not the Time magazine. Someone made a piece of art, right? Right. And it is framed in your bedroom. Now, um, it should be noted that I knew that I would never hang up a replica Time magazine. But I knew that if I gave it to mom and dad, they might want it. But I feel like they burned me because now they put it in my childhood bedroom. So now if anyone ever comes in there, it looks like I did that. Yeah. And it's also... I mean, it's not really, you can't really burn someone on this, but it is next to a Peabody Award. Yeah. Yeah, which is a le pretty legit award. So congratulations. Congratulations, Seth. I'm in your room and it's really, <laughs> your accomplishments <laughs> Why didn't are, you do it in your room? That's my room. Because they're, because they're, someone, one of the neighbors is cutting down trees. Um, and I thought this would be the quieter room of the two. Gotcha. Deforestation yeah. is afoot. In our home. Well, there's there's just there's a lot of trees, so you could cut down a bunch of trees and not notice. And I think someone it's not a yeah, Lorax someone. situation where they're just no. Okay. No. We there was a an old Lorax situation on our street where someone was cutting down trees to like to make a nice lawn for their kids and like or maybe to put a pool in or something like that. And mom took such umbrage to it that I feel like she left a note in their mailbox that said, I'm the Lorax, I speak for the trees. And it was like, stop cutting down trees. But there, there are so many trees here. Probably ineffective leaving a Lorax note because I think everybody knows it's not a real person. You know, I would say the other Lorax situation is I always thought of Dr. Seuss's character. He's the one that most looks like dad. Yeah, I was going to say that too, for sure, with that mustache. <laughs> When my kids either see the Lorax or a, a picture of a walrus, they tell me it looks like that. It's pretty great. Yeah. And his name's Larry, so he's sort of the Larax. It's true, the Larax. Gosh, I can't believe we never used that. 
Hey, uh, the Larax yeah. did reach out, which was very sweet, to sort of make a correction of sorts based on the episode we did with our parents. We kind of talked a little smack about the Shabig Inn in oh, yeah. Shabig, Maine, Lake Shabig. Mm-hmm. And Dad, it's an island. It's an island. It's an island. And he reached yeah. out and said, hey, the Boston Globe just wrote an article where they sort of sang the praises of the Shabig Inn. So yeah, we just want to get out and say like maybe new ownership, maybe the old ownership just came around to having a little self-respect about how they were running their inn. But go check it out. Should be again. Yeah, I actually I read the article yesterday and uh, the in the first sentence, it says it's pronounced Shabig. Shabig. All right. Yeah. So we always had that wrong. And and the, the reviewer. Uh, we sort of, we knocked the bicycles. The reviewer says, I took one of the bicycles and drove through the lovely downtown, quote unquote, downtown area. So it uh, it had all the makings of a great spot. It just wasn't in a great place. And it's so close to us being able to take credit for it. But I feel like based on the timeline of when we did our podcast in the article, I think they'd probably already turned the ship around before we started yeah. talking smack about the Shabig Inn. Shab- yeah. Spelled um, like it sounds. <laughs> I wouldn't say, I would say no. I would say no as well. Yeah. Also, yeah, I mean, in terms of talking smack on a recent pod, how we uh, busted him for, for spilling um, on his shirts. And when I got home, I was sitting around with mom and dad last night and he was like, oh, so uh, hurry, what he calls our mother. Uh, apparently we have a problem with spilling stuff. And I was like, we? Like, this isn't a we problem. It's a you problem. Larax. <laughs> I mean, that is, keep in mind that whenever Josh and I gently rib our parents, they are guaranteed listeners to this pod. They're the only guaranteed listeners week in and week out. So we know we're, we're it's a great risk to speak ill of them, which is why we yeah. do so lovingly. Um, and I had a couple buddies come over last night, uh, you know, childhood friends to catch up. And uh, mom was like, and we'll let you guys go hang out on the porch. We don't need to hang out. But I was like, no, like you guys are, you're fun. You're cool. Hang out. And then uh, we sat on the porch with uh, Randy Suazo and Matt Coburn. And sure enough, Matt Coburn sends me a text and he's like, your parents win the coolest parents uh, in the world award. And so I reported that to mom and dad and they were like, well, yeah. So now their heads are ballooned up again. They can hang that on the wall next to my Peabody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we also got some feedback from a listener about Colin Joe's told a harrowing tale. Oh, yeah. He was on a plane, correct? And, and then he uh, realized that his, his fly had been unzipped or is it, what, what happened exactly? It was he fell asleep and he was going somewhere. He was somewhere where they speak Portuguese. So Brazil, Portugal, one of those. And uh, and he woke up and uh, and he has a, has a very limited knowledge of any uh, of the Portuguese language. But he woke up and his fly was undone, mm-hmm. and uh, he he was worried that maybe his seatmate on the plane had had been doing some funny business, which seemed, I will say, like a stretch. Like Colin was unfairly blaming his seatmate and just forgot that he had maybe left his fly down when he left the bathroom. But then can you read the text? Because um, yeah, we got this. uh, This was sent to us um, over Instagram. Um, As one of the three Portuguese listeners of the pod. Very unfair. We are poor. think there's only three. Well, they also say we're Portuguese. We all know each other because we're all related. 
I just paused the episode with Colin Jost, I can attest that football refers to the millennial tradition to unzip someone else's pants in a plane. We have a different word if it's on a bus, train, or a sidecar. <laughs> um, so I think so. that what Josh and I made sure we did was not do any fact checking on that fact. No. We could be getting razzed no. right now. But yeah. I do think not knowing whether or not that's true or untrue, just stay alert if you're ever flying to Lisbon. Yeah. Or a big city in Brazil. <laughs> yeah. Would you double pants it out of, uh, out of fear? I double underpants it. <laughs> you would double underpants it? Yeah. So they'd think like, oh, I got him now. And then I'd be like, oh, you're not even close. Very excited about today's guest. He is one of, uh, he's also a parent. And I bet that if your buddy Matt Coburn hung out with him, he might think that uh, Timothy Oliphant was one of the coolest parents in the world. And yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we had a great conversation with him. Yeah, he's a, he's, a great, uh, he's a great guest. He's always been a great guest. I, the only thing um, that, uh, that bums me out is we talked to him uh, a few weeks ago, and there was just an article, a great article with him in the New York Times, where he took a very, very sexy photo in his New York Times interview that I would have liked to bust it on him for the entire conversation we had. So unfortunately, I saw his like sexy post photo too late to give him shit for it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, although I got to be honest, thank God when we zoomed with him, you weren't in my childhood bedroom because I think he probably never would have let go of the. <laughs> yeah, he definitely would have taken a screenshot of me right now and probably held it on his phone. Uh, all um, right, everybody, uh, please um, enjoy our conversation with Tim. But first, please enjoy this very short, very catchy jingle from Jeff Tweedy. This is very, for real. Oh, I like that it says my daughter. I'm on my daughter's computer. This is the same room I think I've zoomed with you before. And the it last is. time I think your daughter just fully walked into the shot. So it's very well, fitting that it's her Zoom. She, she's got her eye on show business. You know that. <laughs> this is all by design. Is your daughter Vivian, who's represented on your Zoom box, the one that's in this season of Justified? It is. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. A, I don't have a laptop, so uh, she's letting me use her laptop <laughs> and her microphone as well. Now, Timothy, why don't you have a laptop? Is that is this a choice you made a long time ago? Uh, a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, I could just uh, the iPad's fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so it's not like you're a big desktop guy. No, I just yeah, I just I realized I just need a a screen to you know read scripts. Or yeah. watch a movie on it's or something. It's the opposite of what you originally thought, Josh, which is a laptop wasn't enough computing power for Timothy. <laughs> yeah, processing power. <laughs> exactly. I'm working on. Yeah. Are you guys laptop guys? Yeah. Yeah, just writing a lot. So the laptop comes in handy with the, with the writing. I haven't had a, a tablet in years. And uh, anytime I show my parents something on my laptop, they inevitably get their fingers all over the screen, assuming that it's a touchscreen type of device because they live on iPads. And uh, then I always got to go 
clean my screen. When's the last my... time you picked up a pencil? Oh. Are you guys pencil guys? Do you ever write in pen? Right along here? Because my kids are the age where it's helpful for them to have pencils. And I do pick, every time I pick up a pencil, I think I should do more with pencils. <laughs> it's a very, it feels very rewarding to pick up a pencil. I've been doing some work in the garage and bought, uh, I have like a couple grease pencils that I just bought at Home Depot. And then I had to YouTube, how do you like, how do you operate a grease pencil? Cause you have to tear a little piece of like wood away. Also grease pencils is what we call our parents' fingers. <laughs> After they touch Josh's. Get your grease you pencils off my laptop. <laughs> So, uh, first of all, real quick, uh, Josh, I get coached every time. And look, this is, I'm just going to say it right now. Timothy's yeah. a friend, but I want you <laughs> with confidence to say how you think you pronounce his last name. How oh. I think? Yeah, Josh, I, would I want you to just run right into it. Go. Oliphant. Right, Oliphant? No. A little, no. I mean, technically, now am I giving the answer? Yeah, you take over, take over. Wait, but you sounded like you know the answer, and I'm still not sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, here <laughs> we go. Call <laughs> to the carpet. I, 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 feel thought, like... I thought I might slide this one through. Oliphant. No, neither one. Really? Yeah, well, technically, it's um, Oliphant. Oliphant, yeah. Oliphant, yeah, okay. it's like elephant, Oliphant. Well, I speak yeah. a bit of Dutch, and elephant in Dutch is Oliphant. So oh, I that's see. just the way, yeah. Yeah, well, then you're given a pass. All Listen, right. my unless you're driving by my house, like in high school, and then you don't. All my friends would say elephant, but if they drive by my house, they in the middle of the night they yell elephant, you know, and as they drive by, because yeah. it sounds better to yell it that way. <laughs> it is a good yeller. Yeah, and I, I did. I ever tell you this? One day, my my dad was here visiting, and my son said our last name. So my son says, uh, Oliphant. And my dad says, what did you just say? And he said, Oliphant. He goes, he looked at me and he goes, that's not how you pronounce our name. I was like, dad, let him do it how he wants. <laughs> he got I'm, I'm feeling better about the fact that I'm not 100% if your son isn't landing it. <laughs> no one, I, I mean, at a certain point, you're like, I don't know, how much are we going to fight this? It's a, it's a tricky last name, but yeah, Oliphant. Yeah. I've yeah, got a know, college elephant. college roommate, uh, Mark Cottrell, and we called him Trella through college. And mm -hmm. then we went to his wedding, and they were like, Mark Edward Kittrell. And we were like, Kittrell? <laughs> and we were like, why didn't you ever correct this? He's like, I don't know. I like being Trella. It was sort of like, it was a good nickname. And uh, we, all, we never had it right. Yeah. yeah. You reinvent yourself. You reinvent yourself in college. You're allowed to take a new last name. Yeah. yeah. All right. Is this so, the podcast, by the way? Because this it is, is the I'm, podcast. This is I'm sort of concerned. we're working our way into. I was just about to lay down the premise, but look, you're one of America's great uh, uh, bullshit. I don't know if it's bullshit. Like we're shooting the shit. You're a sh uh -huh. you're a shit shooter. Mm. <laughs> and and let me just say, Josh, you know this from seeing on my show. I would say one of the top five living talk show guests right now. Jeez, I hope we're rolling. Timothy, what's his is, name? I hope <laughs> <laughs> because let me say, my favorite thing about you, you you have no plan when you're a guest on a talk show. You're gonna you're gonna immediately try to get things off track because I think that's your well, I think you're most comfortable off road. That is the plan. <laughs> so you're you were already you were wrong to start. There is a plan, right. which is 
set a plan and then get, see if you can get it off track. Yeah. I think one of my favorite things is when I talked to uh, Sarah Jenks Daly, who's more often than not uh, your segment producer. She she will tell me, here are the things he's told me he will want to discuss. But I think we both know <laughs> that is a smokescreen. <laughs> but we are going to talk about family trips here. And yeah. we, we're going we're gonna to start at the beginning. Okay. So you, you grow up in Modesto, California. Yes, I did. And you have two siblings, two brothers. Yes, that's true. And where do you fall? Middle. Okay. I'm going to keep all of my answers short today. <laughs> okay. until, until we give you a little room to, to rip. Are you the three of you that are close in age, you and your brothers? Yeah. Uh, older brother's about three years older than me, and or two and a half, I should say, two and a half. And the younger brother's three and a half, or there's a little bigger gap between me and my younger brother. And so what are you? What are the sort of trips you guys go on as kids? Where do your parents take you guys? They never took us anywhere. Anyway, thanks guys for bringing it up. <laughs> What's wrong with the backyard? It was a lot of that. Was it a lot of backyarding? I got you a backyard. What else do you want? Right. right. This is hurtful, guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> Have you considered that you were going to invite people on the show who's never... They just didn't have trips. We were hopeful that those people would say, oh, it's probably not the podcast for me. And then we forgot there were uh, mischief makers like yourself because <laughs> who, I, who would jump listen, at the opportunity. I just want you to know, and I wanted to come on to talk about this, is they said, Seth and Josh are doing a podcast. I said, that's wonderful. I'm in. And they said, it's about family trips. And I said, I'm feeling triggered. Okay. <laughs> but you had made a commitment in the first part of the sentence. But I already said I was in. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Tough. We did go. We. I thought about this uh, this morning. I was. Uh, I swam this morning, and as okay. I was swimming, because uh, it swimming gives you the uh, affords you the time to think about such things. Right. It occurred to me. Um, we never really went on like trips to Europe and stuff. We, we, what we did was we did like backpacking. Like we just, I, we stayed in the state, mm -hmm. you know, I was raised in California and we did a lot of backpacking trips. Those are the ones that uh, are the most memorable that popped to mind. Well, I'm very jealous of that. I oh. think that those are a great, uh, that would imagine those are very good bonding trips with a, a family of five. Not with my father. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So he'd hike way ahead. <laughs> It was, it was basically like he would take off and you'd have to catch him. Because you, you imagine those trips to be great because you're into blisters. Yeah. I mean, as an adult, I've gone hiking, but I guess as a kid. How, so how old are you when you're going on, on hikes? Josh is a very active hiker now, I'm going to let you know. So if you're making this up, he's going to see holes in your story right away on oh, hiking no. facts. I have, a, I have a poster size photograph. It's like on the way to our basement. Of me, like on one of our camping trips, where like I'm laying out on a rock. I got like a Jan Sport T-shirt on, mm -hmm. and I got uh, I'm holding a, one of those uh, camping cups. Like it's a yeah. it's a metal cup that has the little the handles like a hook because it goes on your backpack. Yeah, yeah, and it's get real hot. Exactly. Put a hot beverage in there. It's a real yeah. burn yourself. But we did that whole thing. Yeah, we brush. You know, we brush your teeth down at the stream, bathing in the stream. Would you do overnight, like through hikes, where you're 
carrying your tent and like setting it up when you yeah, get the whole to somewhere? Deal. We, I remember the whole prep of going down. So we, we grew up in Modesto um, and we had a place, Royal Robbins. Royal Robbins was a guy. Are you familiar with the It's a clothing company. Robbins, no, Royal, Robbins. Royal Robbins. Take a minute and Google it. Um, <laughs> How about you keep talking? We'll Google I'll, it while I'll Google while, he, while you tell. Yeah, it is weird for you just to look at us. But he was, a fa- he was a, one of the first guys to like scale Half Dome in, in Yosemite. Mm-hmm. A local guy, and he started this. I remember going down to his, we'd go All down right, I'm there. I'm on Royal Robbins. You clearly, this is a website you clearly set up today. This is a oh, fake really? No, I'm just joking. Just <laughs> it, it is. It's a Royal Robbins. It's a very nice outdoor sea close. Outdoor sea close. So that was a real guy, though. There's a guy named Royal, which, by the way, it's a great name. It's yeah. great. What's our? You, you, don't you ever? Could you imagine being ro- named Royal? Royal Myers. Yeah, it could be a, a blessing or a curse. Um, well, sure. Yeah. A lot of people not going to like you from the jump with, when your name's Royal. But they're going to remember. It's, but you know when they're really not going to like you is when they try to call you Roy and you collect you correct them. You're like it's not Roy. It's Royal. Yo, Roy. It's Royal. <laughs> Sorry, all right, so Royal Robbins. All day. Sorry, okay. Were you bored with this already? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> really? I was saying it was a very memorable going there and gearing up, getting the backpack, getting the boots, getting the, those meals, those dehydrated, oh, yeah. dehydrated ice cream. Mm-hmm. That was really exciting. A lot of the powdered soups and all that stuff. I love like that be- stuff. Be- beef stroganoff, like. We felt like we were getting ready to go to the moon. Yeah. yeah. I feel like beef stroganoff might only exist now as a dehydrated camping food. Almost <laughs> never see it on a menu at a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, no. Well, now it's become a thing. I mean, you can go to Spago's and get the dehydrated beef stroganoff. <laughs> that's a whole thing. Those, Spago's. Yeah. Well, Jose yeah. Andreas, that's what he does. Sure. He comes over, he puts he the top on oh, it. Oh, he puts the yeah. water in himself. Yeah. yeah it's a big yeah. show. Big presentation. People film it, put it on TikTok. Yeah. There's a parenthetical after his documentary, We Feed People, and it's beef stroganoff. Yeah. Did you, were your parents outdoorsy? Were they, in general, the kind of people who like to do that kind of thing? My dad's a bit of a cowboy. Yeah. He's a bit of an explorer. He grew up in Manhattan, like on Park Avenue, but from a child, from his childhood, just wanted to head west and wanted to like be outdoors, adventure. We were following his lead when we would all head to the mountains with our backpacks and hike into the up into the hills and pitch tents. Did your did your mom like it, or was she just sort of dutifully going along with it? I, I think everyone had a good time. I think those were those are. I, I look back at those experiences fondly. I mean, there were definitely days on where we were hiking where we're like, "It's hot. It's uphill. We're tired. We're bickering and tired." But then once you'd get to setting up tents and you're at the stream and you're out there and I, I look I look back at them pretty fondly three boys in a tent two adults in the other how was how was, was the tent breakup that sounds right I think it was two tents yeah yeah I don't I think my my older brother was like I want my own tent this year you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember I don't remember that being a thing but <laughs> I imagine at some point it does we did a lot of like, I want to say Pinecrest up near like Tahoe around mm-hmm. that area, that NorCal mountains. But I do, we like hiked Mono Lake. And so I remember that one. Oh, uh, yeah. That's just on the other side of Yosemite there. Yeah. Yeah. Over yeah. by Mammoth, I want to say. 
Yeah, going up there, and there was a, some old crater up there. I remember getting altitude sickness. Good times. Yeah, yeah. So now your kids obviously have a, a massively different upbringing than you did. Did you did you ever do a trip like the kind you did with your parents? Did you ever take your kids hiking? Well, Seth, I'm in show business, so yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have people that take the kids backpacking, <laughs> of course, <laughs> and they're wonderful. And do they look like you? Is it important to get actors, like sort of hiking actors who look like no, you? No, no. Retired wife? Sherpas. No. Retired oh, okay, Sherpas gotcha. sure. that have come out to California. Just to, I think they came out here originally to consult on a film. And I then see. They, and then they fall in love with it. They don't want to go back. I said, you should stick around. I got kids and, you know what I mean? You could take them on trips. And uh, yeah. I think they now just mostly take celebrity kids on uh, backpacking trips. <laughs> and I think for them, they get to LA and they're set, the swimming's so much better than in Nepal. Which brings <laughs> me to my other podcast idea. <laughs> no, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrity kids on trips without But what their do you parents. do? So your kids are very close in age, right? It's like two, yeah. two, two, the, the guy? Yeah, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we were on a program. They're, uh, they're all two years apart and born mm-hmm. within uh, birthdays within just a few weeks of each other. Wow, so a real program. It was a real program. Yeah, it, I, in September, I was like, honey, stay away from me. <laughs> I think I could, I, could, I could do it from here. You know what I mean? Like, it was a very fertile time. Our first two are the same time of year. And you realize that is better because now our, our daughter is like a six-month gap. And just, just on the calendar. And I feel like then yeah. she's either going to be three years away from them in school, uh-huh. which, or, or, or which is maybe a little too soon or four years away where she'll be a little too advanced. I'm like, oh, we should have just had them all on the same calendar. Wait, so what are we talking about now? Where how many you're saying two years how, apart for the boys and then three and a half to the girl. It's yeah. the half. The half we are they gonna be in high school together? No, I don't think so. There's not gonna be like a freshman and a senior? Yeah, they'll be the boys will be together and then I think they'll be a freshman and a senior with the middle and the last. That's yeah. a that's a win. My younger brother yeah. was not a um when he entered high school, I, I had left. Gotcha. And I, I feel like it would it would have been nice if it just that little bit closer. It would have been nice better if he was a freshman when I was a senior. Josh and I overlapped for two years in high school and then we went to college together. So we had two years in high school, two years in college. Oh, yeah. So we did a ton of yeah. ton together. We did school talent shows together. It was a blast. I think you're right. You were you're both college athletes? Yes. We were the uh, treading water. Did you do did you guys have a treading water team? Yeah. You like tread water for yeah, I don't know, 15, 16 minutes. <laughs> was, we just had a club program. <laughs> I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We no, didn't was, have a. I can't remember. I, I think it was Title IX. They got rid of treading water because of Title IX. There was just too many guys on the football team. The way, now that I think of it, I think that's what the, the dean. It was, it was a, a term the dean would use with me about my academic progress. Yeah. He would scream that I was treading water. You were an excellent swimmer. I, you're still swimming, but like, this is a true thing about you, right? I, I swam growing up. Yeah, I was competitively. A, I, I swam. I swam competitive swimming. I was. I was solid. I, I'm going to say I was solid. You swam your way into college. Is that accurate? I swam. I swam in college. Okay, so yeah. I have a question about the swimmer life. It strikes me from the outside as the worst of the sports to be good at, based on the time of day that you have to do your swimming. Well, I don't want to give too much away because, as you know, my brother and I are starting a podcast called <laughs> The Swimmer Life. Uh, 
Josh and I would love to be on. We, we're just we having, don't have any stories about swimming. We'd we're love to be We're having celebrities on, and they're just going to talk about <laughs> swimming. Right. But only as brothers. You all, because it's you and your brother. It's only brothers talking about swimming. Who is more buoyant? Celebrities talking about sure. swimming. And how much they swam growing up. Just stories <laughs> about them swimming. What strokes they prefer. Things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You know what I mean? Just how they were around the pool, what and they it's remember. Called, it's called Stroking Off with the Oliphants. Alternate title. Good. <laughs> we were going to go with Swimmer's Life, but I like Stroking Off with the Oliphants. Um, swimmer's Ear might be a good name for a podcast about swimming. Yeah, but go back to Stroking Off because I <laughs> okay. feel like Stroking Off with the Oliphants is going to, the merch alone, even if the podcast yeah. fails. Even if it fails, right. You the merch want alone. that. You want that T-shirt? You right? want that? I would. Yeah, think. I don't know. That might might be a T-shirt that's uncomfortable to wear. Around. Were you the were you, of the of the three boys? Were you all swimmers or were you the swimmer? Well, so we uh, we grew up next to, literally next door to the Modesto Swim and Racquet Club, and so, which by the way, I, I have fully grown kids now. But when I at some point as my kids were in there, you know, whatever, 10, eight, and whatever. I realized how good my parents had it because they next door right. was like, just go next door. And they have lifeguards over there. They basically have babysitting. So we just, yeah. we just spent all our time over there. And my older brother took to tennis and I uh, took to swimming. And I imagine to some degree, that's just sort of how we got along, but you're like, you'll be over there. I'll be over here. And, um, but we did, we all did both at a certain point when we were, you know, we all, and my younger brother kind of did a little bit of everything, ended up playing, he played water polo in college. My older brother played tennis in college. My younger brother played water polo in college. I mean, that's another way your, your parents really had it well, because it seems like maybe you guys got a little bit of scholarship, the scholarship money for, for the sports you guys were doing. I'm going to admit something to you. Uh, okay. and, uh, I'm a little hesitant to, I, turned down scholarships at a bunch of colleges and went to USC with no scholarship. Wow. Because you had your heart set on USC? Because I just wanted, yeah, I really did. I wanted to go to USC. I wanted to, uh, I would get offered like full rides at sort of mid-sized D1 schools. Okay. And I grew up in such a small town. I really had my heart set on like, you know, I want to go swim at a program that's going to compete for a national title. I don't want to swim at a program where we're going to be outside of that group, you know, sort of that mid-level. I was very fortunate that I had like grandparents that put money aside towards my college education and I just blew it all. Wow. So you didn't go to USC because it was sort of a showbiz adjacent school. You went there because it was a good swimming school and you wanted to compete. It's a little bit of like what I thought at the time and what I think back and understand now, which is one, at the time... I, I remember thinking, oh, I want to I want to swim D1 college and I really want to see how I can do at a very elite, elite program. And L.A. had a lot of appeal. The other schools like, I don't know, Texas or even Cal. Cal actually might have offered me a little something, but I didn't want to stay in Northern California. So USC, we had one of the best recruiting classes in the country. There was no money there. And I said, fuck it, I'm still coming. Um, you know, they, they were. I was on, I was brought out on recruit trips and all that stuff. They just, there was no money. 
And I just had my heart set. I'm like, I'm going to LA and I'm going to, I'm going to go there. And I'm gonna, and I love the whole thing. Looking back, I definitely think in the back of my mind, showbiz was in the back of my mind. How did your parents feel about the choice of you sort of foregoing scholarship money? The, in both the best and worst way. They were like, yeah, go for it. You know, <laughs> you'll go there and you'll, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean, I have no regrets about it, but it's hilarious that I think I could have graduated college and had a just nice chunk of change to put towards whatever I wanted to do. Yeah. I also think there was a part of me that just wanted to get rid of it all so that I could just start, so I could just literally, you know, like where yeah. you kind of just want, like, I don't want any of that. I want, because cut to four years, five years later, I'm in New York, broke, waiting tables, studying to be an actor. Trying to get one of those good swimming jobs in New York. Where you- <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember thinking when I was broke in New York, bartending and, and taking acting classes and married, that I was like, how great is this? This, oh, is, wow. this is nothing like my childhood. This is like a fantasy. Like I'm doing it. I, all right, I want to get to New York real quick, but I also want to ask a genuine curiosity. Were you, did you have the goods? Like you went to this great swimming school with a great recruiting class. Did you measure up? Because I would assume for some athletes, you get to a school and you're an elite level and then you find out, oh, I was good in Modesto. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, he's Modesto fast. I was a solid college swimmer. I was right, not, I was definitely unreal. I, I definitely did not reach my potential. Okay. I definitely didn't do great. I had like my freshman year, I was I had an f- amazing year, uh, just missed into a NCAA cuts. I went to nationals and finaled at nationals. I had a good year. And then um, it was all downhill from there. You were married young. Your wife you met in college or right after? No, we met in college. We gotcha. met you. Yeah, we met, we, were, we met when we were 20. That's amazing. And she and was we like, married- I can't believe you're here blowing all your money. You're my guy. <laughs> she heard. <laughs> she had heard you had received some money from your grandparents, and she assumed you were getting a scholarship because of swimming. It was must have been so jarring. I can't believe I'm giving. <laughs> I should. No one's going to listen to this, right? No, this I don't is, think so. No one's going to listen this far, so. and you haven't talked about a single trip you've taken. <laughs> you have been, if nothing, oh, disdainful. Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Josh thinks people are going to tune in to listen about to, to listen to trips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have They're trip. Like, I thought this was about trips. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you don't. There's this new podcast, Family Trips. They don't talk about trips at all. <laughs> I thought you were calling me, honey. Now, like, oh, honey. Sorry, fans. Fans of the you podcast do call Josh, honey. Because I know, I know this. We're talking to you. You guys met young, but then you. You had a nice cushion where it was just the two of you before you had kids. Yeah, thank. So there was some, uh, there was some seed of wisdom. We met young. We got met met at twenty. We were married by twenty two. I just turned twenty three, but we did not have kids till uh, I don't know. We had a good six year stretch or so with before seven years before, because thank God I was scared to death and knew to express that. You were. Obviously, a actor uh, meeting some success, but did you got? Were you a couple before you had kids that took advantage of not having kids and traveled a lot? Not only did she meet me in college when I and said, "Hey, you're blowing all your grandparents' money. This is great." I then, after we got married, said, "Hey, I'm thinking about acting." 
Mm. <laughs> wait, what did she think you were going to do? See, and this is a good question because she's like, wait, what? You never mentioned that, you know, as if maybe she wouldn't have married me if I had, I had, but I was a fine art major. So what oh, I've yeah, been talking right. about prior to that was painting and ceramic sculpture. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. And then I said, you know, I told her if the acting didn't work out, I had the ceramic sculpture to fall back on. <laughs> it's the one, it might be the one job, a ceramist might be the one job where you're like, I might try acting for the stability. You just feel <laughs> exactly. like there might exactly. be a little bit more. Exactly. Let's just go for the, let's go for the big money. And if it doesn't right. work out, we come back to the, to the pencil drawing, ceramic sculpture. Yeah. So yeah, so that we got married and then speaking of trips, nice assholes, if you got to talk about trips, we drove across the country in a rider truck to move to New York to study acting. So I could, so I could pursue acting. And uh, based on a hunch, I had taken, I'd taken an acting 101 class because I needed some electives. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this acting 101 class. I could take anything. And I've always thought about acting. And so I took the class and I'm like, this is so fun. What if I just did this instead? And she said, just pick something and do that. Just pick one thing. Because I was like, I always wanted to start a band. She's like, you have no... <laughs> musical ability and i was like so does neither to some of my favorite bands you know what i mean i was like what I, I like to imagine is that everything you're telling us you put in the vows at your wedding <laughs> this was she it feels like she found out everything about you when it was way too late there's some truth to that so we we were living down at seal beach and i was coaching swimming and uh still swimming at that time she was uh, at one point, she was teaching at a like a Montessori school, and at one point, she was working at Pier. Anyway, and we we decided we would drive across the country. We'd move to New York, and I could pursue acting. New York, she could. She wasn't sure what she wanted to do, and um, she was thinking about art therapy. And I'm like, well, you can do all of it in New York. We're going to move in with her dad. Her dad had a brownstone, and. So imagine that guy. He's like, this guy married my daughter. He's decided he wants to be an actor and they're moving in. He sold his kiln. <laughs> Put it in the back of the truck. We're bringing the kiln with us. But Also, so I like that he also knew you were coming to New York to act, but you were leaving Hollywood. So it's not, that's, he must have just, every box was, was being ticked incorrectly. Why would you do that? Like you were so close to LA. What made you think that that is was this a different time? No, okay. So but you but you guys will I'll be curious what you think. So I uh not really, but you know, I want you to guys feel like you're part of this. Um <laughs> <laughs> that means the world to us. Huh? <laughs> Thank you. Well, you know. I took a class and I had no experience. I'd not done a school play. I just you know, I'd met a few acting students. But I started asking people, anyone I could get my hands on, about starting here in L.A. versus starting in New York. And at that time, this was, uh, this was just like 10 years ago because I'm only <laughs> 35 now. Um, <laughs> some people said, oh, you should stay in L.A. That's where the work is. And other people would say, oh, you should go to New York because that's where the like, best actors are 
coming from, you know, from. That's where you, good place to study and they have the theater and da, 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 da. And a robust, I mean, it does feel like that time was a, a robust independent movie scene. It does feel like a lot more was coming out of New York at that time. First of all, there's also that part of me, because I was a California kid, it was a thrill to live in New York. Mm-hmm. I liked being a bartender, acting student in New York, going to off-Broadway plays, being a part of this sort of acting community. It was like, this is a fantasy, you know, this whole idea. This is hilarious. But I do feel like it's um, the wonderful thing about New York, and I think this still holds true, but maybe not so much now because it's so there's no working class people can afford to live in Manhattan anymore. But if you went and played pickup ball at the YMCA, there was like, oh yeah, Ethan Hawke might be part of that, you know, might be there. But then everyone, oh, that guy's a cop and this guy works at Bloomingdale's and that guy's a journalist and everybody. When I come out to LA and I play pickup basketball, everybody was in show business. Yeah, And I do think there was something wonderful about starting out in a town where most people did not give a shit about what we were doing, about show business. Who can hoop better, you or Ethan Hawke, back then? Well, even now, I think. It's just... (laughs) You know, I guess you guys, it rarely does the position of who's better flip 20 years down the line. I'm not even going to answer that question. I'm just going to allow everyone to assume what that meant. (laughs) And they don't know. By the way, though... Wonderful actor. Wonderful. I'm a big admirer of Ethan Hawke and just the whole way he's lived uh, a lot of the things he's done, with the exception of those couple other things. <laughs> I, mean, um, I agree again, with you on all I don't that. Want, you, know about, you know what I mean about all that. But hey, back to the trip. So my wife and oh, I- Oh, good. Thank you. Look at him. Look yeah. at Oh, this is the new Tim. Lead Someone's got to do this. Lead us down this trail. <laughs> This is an audition for a third host, right? Yeah, of course. Ryder mm-hmm. Chuck. Any great brother duo should have one person who's not a brother. That's like, right? Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Right? Every brother band. Yeah, the Everly Brothers had that guy, Keith. Right, Keith. Everyone knows Keith. <laughs> yeah, right. He came up with someone. He had the best pot. He got the had the good See, I could be that guy. So we decide we're going to drive across the country and to save money, we decide we'll get a rider truck a little bigger than we need because we can put our futon in the back of the truck and we'll just sleep back there. Yeah. And our first stop, so we like pulled into those KOA campgrounds. And so we, we make it to the Grand Canyon and it's so beautiful. And it was just this gorgeous day. And then we, we go back to the campground and we get back into our rider truck, you know, and you climb in the back and we have the futon laid out. We have these two cats that are traveling with us. Did you know them or did you just pick them up on the way? (laughs) (laughs) They were like, hey, we're going to New York. (laughs) I mean, if I saw a cat with its paw out on the side of the highway, extending its thumb. You would stop. You would stop. If I was, even if I was deathly allergic to cats, I would stop. Right? People still do that. I mean, they still do that today. I will say this, you got they do it so much that you've got to look out and a lot of, a lot of sort of uh, highway stranglers will now dress like cats, knowing that it will increase the likelihood that they're going to get in the car and have free, have a free path to the old neck. See, Seth, I did not know that. Yeah. And it gives well, me shivers. Want- <laughs> it gives me shivers to think what could have happened. Yes. <laughs> 
So, okay, so you got two cats, a futon. And we get in the back and it's like, you know, it's a little chilly. And so I'm like, don't worry about it. Take my, I got a knit cap and, and you can take the, take this blanket and then we got the comforter and then you can have my scarf at like three, four in the morning. I'm like, give me my fucking hat back. <laughs> I had no idea it gets that cold at the Grand Canyon. Mm, yeah. It was ridiculous. I took everything back. It was like, it, it was like, <laughs> this marriage is not going to work. We're going to need counseling. I was like, I, I gave everything. I was like, give everything back to me. I just exposed how self, I mean, I was like, I really could be an actor. I'm so self. Put these two cats in your sweater for warmth. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like a three dog night. This is a, this is a <laughs> two, it's too cat cold. Now, it's too cat cold. Tim, I've always said that uh, the way you know a guy's not a catch is if after college, he's still trying to get a girl to sleep on a futon. What you've done is so much worse. I mean, a futon, futon in the back of a truck. The back of a truck. I mean, this is the, I think this is a love that must bloom a thousand years because it seems like she has put up in the early days, the amount she was, I mean, she did, she looked, she bet on the right horse. Obviously we know now with hindsight, you were on your way to success riding that rider truck across the country, but a lot of red flags that she had to ignore. I see, I see what you mean now, now that you put it in that perspective, you know yeah. what I mean? I see it now. Listen, I think it's somewhere between she just didn't know better or she had real insight. I don't know. It just yeah. could be, you know what I mean? It's a fine line. Hey, we're going to take a quick break and hear from some of our sponsors. Did you continue uh, when you cross country? Did you continue with, with the sleeping in the back of the rider truck? No, we started down? checking it. We started checking into motels. Yeah. We were checking into motels. Yeah. And those like Howard Johnson's or like, what do you, just anything off the highway or? No, just those little motels, like in tiny little towns. We fell in love with tiny. Have you driven across the country? I have. Yeah. And are you a fan? I am. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Uh, you know, we just did it again last year, only this time in a Tesla. Um, <laughs> Probably had to keep stopping to charge it. <laughs> By the way, it's, it just maps the whole trip for you. It's it's awesome. Um, yeah. And you just sleep and it just drives for you, right? If we did the self-drive. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Just sit in the back seat or in the front? No, no. I always sat up front. Okay, you know, look, good. Look like I was paying attention. We found these town, like we pulled into like Hot Springs, South Dakota, I remember, and just was like, this place is great. And we stayed there for a couple of days. So you were not, you were not like breakneck speed to New York. You guys no. enjoyed the, that's great. No, it's the best way to go drive across the country. I mean, you guys were the perfect age in that yeah. there no one, you were responsible for no one. You yeah. clearly had nowhere to be professionally. <laughs> like it wasn't like anybody was waiting, <laughs> waiting for you in New York. I, like, I had classes set to begin in a couple of weeks, as yeah. long as I got there for the first day of class. No casting agent was saying like, where's that kid that took acting 101? Mm -mm. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Nobody. I was on my way. I had stars in my eyes. But it was wonderful. And we just did it again. And now we're on the other whole flip. The kids are all left the house. Right. So... I had a job in New Orleans last year, Daisy Jones and the Six. It's on Daisy Amazon. Jones and the Six. You were wonderful in it. Thank you. I'm still hoping for the Emmy now. 
Oh, oh, it's um, a shame. This is, uh, yeah. This is post. This, this will not happen. land in the nominating window. It didn't happen. I should have done a scene where I just cried. I just yeah. cried. But a lot of times the directors, if it wasn't written that way, they will tell you, stop crying. I know, but I can't tell you how many jobs I've done where I start crying in the middle of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> And, and the director's like, what are you doing? He goes, Oliphant. What are you doing? I said, it's Oliphant. <laughs> he says, Oliphant? I said, yeah, Oliphant. He says, okay, same question. What are you doing, Oliphant? And I said, I'm trying to win us some hardware here. And he says, because he's like, the scene doesn't call for crying. Yeah. And I was like, dude, big picture. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you start crying during this, you might very well win a potty. Um, yeah, or at least be anytime. But one. find a good, like, sort of organic place to start crying during the pod. Can we go back and talk about how my family never took us on trips? Yeah, let's go, please. <laughs> can we circle back? Yeah, because yeah, I yeah. could bring it. I should have. I could have brought it right there. I could have brought the fireworks right there. And then people are like, "Honey, it's not about trips, but this is incredible." This yeah, he <laughs> took a, an emotional trip. <laughs> exactly, and you can take it with them. That's the thing about podcasts. You did mention this was in New Orleans. Did you guys drive to New Orleans? Yeah, so this, uh, this is where this started, isn't it? So now, because the kids have moved out, first of all, I take jobs in other places more often, right? Because I'm like, I just say, honey, you want to go live in New Orleans for a little while? I'm like, all right, let's take it. And then we we drive there as opposed to, yeah. And we That's just great. do the thing. Like we like leave a week ahead of time, just drive across the country. We drove... Last year, I had this very fortunate deal where I went from Daisy Jones to in New Orleans to shooting the Justified deal up in Chicago and then coming across to New York for the Soderbergh thing. These are, I mean, you've got a couple on their couple way. I'm the very back. excited about it. We, yeah. drove, we drove each one. We drove to New Orleans. We lived there for a few months. We drove up to Chicago and then we made our way to New York. And then we got to New York and it was December and we said, fuck this somebody ship that car home we're we're gonna get on uh we're gonna get on american airlines we and we flew back you mentioned that you get to travel more for work because your kids are out of the house that was yeah. something you always considered as a as a dad and a parent just trying to stay as close as possible quite frankly when the kids got to a certain age um you you started to feel the stress of of being apart and yeah. as soon as we felt that and it comes pretty quickly. You know, I remember my son being, I feel like he was in like first or second grade and I was doing a job in Eastern Europe and it was taxing. I think it was hard on everybody. Yeah. You know, when you're away, kids will, no matter why you're away, the fact is they're going to make up a narrative in their head of why you're really away. And so it's just pretty tough. So at a certain point, I realized it's a pretty small window where you can take kids to guitar lessons and tennis matches and yeah do kung, and do kung fu together <laughs> you double clutched on on the cut and i was really worried it was going to be cocaine <laughs> so kung fu well well i don't celebrate y you and your kids i'm talking like, about when they're young though. when they get <laughs> yeah. older it right, changes right. listen if you do your job right seth you're going to find this out because if you really spend the quality time with them now then when they're like late teens, early 20s, you can partake <laughs> the two of you together. Like you guys could just get shit-faced drunk together. And it's cool because they have a foundation. That's nice. 
So, you know what I mean? Your wife can be like, oh, Seth and the kids came home last night. <laughs> I don't know who was more fucked up. And you're like, it's all right, honey, because we put in that quality time. Those kung you know fu I mean? hours. You did. Yeah, all those kung fu things, all that kung fu practice together when you got your yellow belts. Now, I, this, is, uh, this is family related, not trip related, although I guess she was in Chicago as well. Your daughter. Mm. Also, I guess a bit like you came to acting fairly late, correct? Did not take this path in college. No, she did not. She's never done it before. Uh, other than, but, but she had done school plays. Okay, great. So she had she had a leg up on me. Mm-hmm. Right. She had one one more. And uh and then in this new uh season of Justified, uh, she's yeah. playing Raylan Given's daughter, correct? That's right. She's what playing- was it like? What was it like acting with your daughter as her character's father? I mean, it seems like there's a lot to unpack. It was a very tricky situation. <laughs> it was amazing. I mean, quite frankly, it was it was a wonderful experience. I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, it was everything from just very special working with her. She was she did a, an amazing job. She was, you know, she worked super hard. She was fun to work with. She just kind of had a gut for it. You know, I would tell her, I was like, you already have any kind of actor wants. It's one, you like to work on it. You like really work hard at it and you just have a feel for it. And most actors have only maybe one of those qualities. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It was hilarious because, you know, she's never going to stop being my kid. So she would say things to me that I would say that I would reply to her that you can't talk to me that way. <laughs> I'm the star and executive producer. Have you not noticed everyone else sort of tiptoeing, only telling me what I want to hear? <laughs> Have you not noticed? That's the way we play the game. Okay, oh. You work really hard to get to this place where nobody calls you on your bullshit. So <laughs> that was kind of amazing where, you know, I would, you know, approach her in between a take to say like, oh, there's, I think if we, and she's like, dad, stop. <laughs> I'm like, you can't, you can't just say to me, stop. No, stop. <laughs> you know, I, and then on the flip, it really was fascinating because there is a side of me I'm guilty of always feeling like, you know, I'm somewhat obsessively driving to try to make a scene better. Mm-hmm. Like, I am guilty as much as I pretend I'm not. I am very guilty of like, I feel like this could get better. I feel like there's a something funnier here or there's a moment here that we're missing or there's some something or we could take it you know and you try to then make it look like it's all effortless but i do i am guilty of being somewhat driven and um shame on you but thank you um (laughs) but that's my kid and Mm. you you are having to make choices sometimes of when to say, okay, I just have to be her father here because that's a kid on her first job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's who's in a very overwhelming situation with a lot of stress and she's never done this before. And so, but it was so hard on me is my point, right? Because yeah. I didn't want to be that guy, but we needed something more for the scene. You're and, the, if uh, anyone's the victim here, I think everybody agrees. That's my it point. Was you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that is my point. 
But it was amazing. It was quite a crazy experience. Also, by the way, I'll say, if you are ever wondering whether you behave well on a set or at work, just bring your kids to work with you and have them next to you all day. Yeah. Because they will. You see it immediately. You see the, I mean, it's, I'm embarrassed to say there was, there was some moments where I was like, wow, she just was like, dad, you cannot do that. I was like, that's amazing. It's sort of amazing. I feel like when, like, we'll be guests, my parents and myself on Seth's show every now and again. And I feel like it's fun for the staff uh, to sort of see, uh, to have us there and we'll just be able to like roll our eyes at Seth sometimes. And it sort of like lets everyone be like, oh, like we, <laughs> he's the name on the door. So we're not going to like call him on his stuff, but we'll just be there like, oh boy, Seth's really, <laughs> really blowing a gasket. Yes. Well, I mean, I tend That's to get a little, a little more stressed out when my family are my guests. And are you, it's a, it's what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Well, it's, it is. I mean, I, I definitely, it is fun. I'm glad that my family can immediately poke fun at me for my behavior. And it is yes. behavior that my entire staff has also noticed and not mentioned out loud in the same way. I did have a very, talking about your uh, daughter following in your footsteps, my son said uh, the sweetest thing the other day. He said, uh, when you die, do I get to host your show? I thought that was really sweet. What do you want to hear from your kids? <laughs> Do you have a favorite trip you've taken your uh, kids on? Galapagos. Really? Look at you guys. Oh, nice. oh yeah. yeah. We did the Galapagos. Very, very lucky. Have you been? No. no. Is Highly that a recommend- week? Is that a whole week situation or do you have to go longer? We, I want to say, did 10 days. But honestly, a week would have been fine. Like uh, six yeah. night, you know, but five, I would... I would squeeze it for all it's worth. I mean, Were the kids little, little when you went? I want to say we went like 10 years ago, but I'm really bad at that. I feel like I'd have to, I can show you pictures and you can tell me how old they seem to look. Um, yeah, I think Vivian was around 10, 12, 12, yeah. And then you stay just on like one of the islands, right? And then you go visit the other ones? No, we were on a boat the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, which I recommend. You can go and stay. There's like two islands where you can you can stay on. A lot of the islands are uninhabited, but yeah. um, but you can do that where you go to an island and take little day trips. And, yeah. and you know if that's the best you can do. I'd still say go do it. It's a remarkable trip because um, a it's just gorgeous, and b island to island, completely different worlds, shockingly yeah. different worlds. So we stayed on a boat. And you, the beauty of that is you, you start on an island and then you, at night, you travel at night. And so mm-hmm. when you wake up, you're waking up at another island and each island's so vastly different with completely different, different animals that inhabit the islands. Island to island, there's like desert islands where they're, you know, and then there's islands just filled with birds and, you know, it's just remarkable. And, and, you know, you've learned about them but because they're so isolated there are creatures on those islands that only live on that island. They can't yeah. get to anywhere else in the world. And so they've, they are not like any other creature anywhere else in the world. They have crazy ways to survive, you know. Was that a trip, when you took that trip, were your kids excited about it? I always worry about teenagers being a little over or not fully embracing how special something is. Did you have the right kind of kids for that trip? We did. We took our kids. 
Um, <laughs> they... <laughs> but you made it clear in the run-up that you were not married to that. There were a lot of other kids in the running. We just said to them, no, this is a parenting tip. I know this show is not about parenting tips. So, you know, take it or leave it. It's a bonus or, you know, I've wasted your time. I apologize. What we did is we said, we're going to go on this trip. And depending on how it goes, well, there'll be others, right? And otherwise, we, we'll take other kids on trips. You know what I mean? <laughs> so they were on their best behavior because they, they had a sense of this is uh, costly. And uh, no, they, they really, looked, the, the, the whole thing was a huge success, uh, with the exception of maybe uh, one or two uh, trips with um, ridiculous amounts of, uh, uh, what do we call that? The waves. Oh, like seasickness and oh my god, we had one we had one night that it was it was a joke. Yeah, it, it was a joke. The guy, the captain said tonight's gonna be bad. Yeah, strap. You know, like we when you go to sleep at night, you put on a seatbelt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you you put a you belt in to go to bed. My wife was throwing up uh, in the middle of the night, and I was so she's you know because we're rocking, it, 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 we're laughing. It's so ridiculous. And throwing up and kind of laughing at, at the absurdity of it all. And I remember saying, uh, with true concern, you know, don't chip a tooth. I remember saying, like, I was worried. <laughs> I was just, I was like, keep your distance from, from the toilet because I don't want to see you chip a tooth. That's the not the selling point of the trip. But, uh, but no, our kids had a blast. I mean, every day you're on an island, everybody, you're, you're swimming sea lions. Every morning, you're just swimming with sea lions. Wow. And the sea lions... They're like puppies. They're like, it's literally, you, pay, you can play fetch with them. Wow. Did your kids in general travel well together? Did the three of them get along? Yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, our, our kids are, um, you know, now that they're all older and we all go drinking together, um, you realize, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty tight. They're, they've got a, um, I don't know, we just got lucky. They're all very, you know, like everybody, they're completely different. I mean, they, they couldn't be more different from one another. We probably, probably helps girl, boy, girl. Our son is in the middle mm -hmm. and he is, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a product of where he is and, and, and their personalities, but he's just like, yeah, real easy going, kind of just, you know what I mean? Just kind of glues it together real nice, but they, they really lean on each other. It's pretty cool. Like Vivian's got this, uh, she's releasing music. You know, she's a singer-songwriter before she was an actress. Kind of makes me throw up a little bit when I say it out loud. <laughs> but Hank, who just graduated from uh, art school, he's doing her her album art. I mean, it's pretty cool. That's pretty you know? amazing. And uh, our oldest is in fashion. And um, now every time they're like, you know, when I got to do press, they're like, you need a stylist? I say, yeah, I've got one. Send the check. Her name, first name Grace, last name Oliphant. And so wait, <laughs> will, will Vivian, will the younger uh, let Grace be her stylist? She already is. She already oh, wow. Has. Oh, Grace, is style, Grace is her older sister, <laughs> styles her on everything she's done to go out and promote the show. That's yeah. a level of trust right it's there, pretty, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool. Um, we have, um, uh, Josh has some questions for you. But All I right. do, uh, real quick, since you, I will you, as quickly as you can, because this is a very unfair question. I feel like you said that knowing that I can't do that. Yeah, that's true. Take as much time as you want. 
You were in a film called A, a Perfect Getaway. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed. Will you tell that like it was a trip that actually happened to you? Because <laughs> that's a vacation movie, right? Yeah. No, it is a vacation movie. And, and we thought we were going to have a ball. And uh, first of all, it was me with this beautiful young woman uh, who was not my wife. And I was like, oh, this is an interesting trip right off the bat. Uh -huh. Because I don't know how this guy greenlit, but it's just me and, and uh, Keely Sanchez. And I was like, great, I, I'd be happy to go to Hawaii with her. Now, slight downside, they sent us uh, to Puerto Rico and they said it's just like Hawaii. <laughs> okay. And uh, don't worry about the fact there's no mountains there. We'll put those in later. Right. It's like when a, a movie is shot in Vancouver for New York and there's a ton of mountains, which New York doesn't have. Listen, you're talking to a guy who did a show about Deadwood, South Dakota, and I shot it up in Newhall, <laughs> Very just close. outside of Santa Clarita. So it's, it's crazy what they can do with the movies and the special effects. But that was the one downside to the trip. Um, although I, I, Puerto Rico was cool. Um, but I show up there and I run into Zahn and uh, I'm a big fan of his. He's a fun dude. And, um, and he's with Mila Jovovich. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, you know, fifth element. Sure. I was, thought she'd be wearing those outfits. Right. Which is weird because you had been in show business and you should have known that an actor wouldn't necessarily be dressed the same in all her films. Exactly. Well, but I was just, I felt like I was still just getting going. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just I feel like you were a good at 10 plus years in. <laughs> Maybe 15, but that's, <laughs> but I was a slow learner. It was a slow yeah. burn. The whole thing, if you look at my, pull up the IMDb page. It took me a while. Yeah. I just, I just didn't get it for a long time. Um, but they kept hiring me. There you go. And uh, it was like cheers, you know, they just, they just, or Seinfeld. They just kept it on, you know what I mean? And eventually, they just kept it on. They don't do that anymore. You're the, you're the Seinfeld of leaning men. They just kept it on. They <laughs> give you a six-episode order in the beginning, and the next they're thing like, you know, you're yeah, an institution. Yeah, they were like, he was good in that one thing. And then you're like, well, what about these other two? You're like, don't worry about those. And then he's like, good in that other one. And then I give him another shot. Just kept, you know what I mean? Back to the trip. Yeah. So we go to uh, Puerto Rico but pretend it's in, we're in Hawaii and um, we're on this wonderful long, uh, it's a couple day journey on this trail to this beautiful beach where there's a waterfall and people are dying. People are being murdered on yeah. the, on, along the trail in, mm -hmm. in paradise. Which is what uh, just ruins a trip. It, it did, but made it exciting as well. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And, um, and weren't, weren't there police reports that the murders were a couple yeah, and see, and me and Kylie are a couple. Right. And so, and then Steve and Mila, they're a couple. And then there's another couple played by Chris Hemsworth. Get out of town. Yeah, Chris Hemsworth is, a, is there. 2009 Chris Hemsworth. For, I think it's his first gig. Wow. Yeah, some studly dude from Australia. Gets a little, up. gets a little of that uh, uh, elephant stardust on him. I mean, a lot of people like to give me credit for that career, but um, I don't feel comfortable taking it. You know what I mean? Okay. We'll give it to you anyway. Okay. So there's murders, murders on the murders. trail. Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to keep going with the trip? 
Well, I mean, I think that's enough. I think the perfect, uh, it's called The Perfect Getaway, 2009. Perfect Getaway. We do like that. to try to draw it's attention they, to a film. It, it's like what we call a, a really solid B movie. It really is a very solid B movie. Got some good twists and turns. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and again, because it's vacation-based, I don't think it's weird that I brought it up. I am, I'll tell you a little something about myself. I do not read reviews, but... I love Manola Dargis of the New York Times, Mm -hmm. the film critic in the New York Times. And I like reading her reviews. And if I'm in something that she reviews, I read it. Okay, so that's interesting. You prefer, she's good enough that you will dismiss your rule of not reading her own reviews. Yeah, because I just enjoy reading her, the way she, her, I find that she is a refreshing, smart critic, unlike all other critics. (laughs) Has she ever has she ever torn you down? So can you imagine years earlier, and I'm in a movie called Hitman, and I think there's no fucking way Manola Dargis is going to review Hitman, but yes, somehow she got the assignment, and so I open up my New York Times and I'm like, shit, I'm going to have to read this, and she says, I remember the quote, we can fact check this, an embarrassingly cast. Timothy Oliphant. That's all, that's all she writes as it refers to me, okay? And I think, and this is my optimism. This is my glass half full. I was like, well, she didn't say I sucked. <laughs> she just said I shouldn't be in this movie, which I already knew. So I'm like, technically, we're still on the same page. Yeah, yeah. And then years later, she reviews A Perfect Getaway. And she gives the movie a glowing review and says not often used enough. Like that's something uh, like where I, we want to see, wish she could see me more. And I'm like, oh, that. oh, she likes me. Now, I just remember, I feel like I'm pulling a perfect getaway review. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to find it. Can you? Okay. Tell me what she said. Because I remember that making my day. That A, that she liked the movie. She just really enjoyed that movie, Perfect Getaway. And that she said, and it was like a like a five years later. Uh, that's my only, that's my relationship to Manola Dargis of the New York Times. Um, well, I'll ask you a couple questions here while Seth's looking that up. And uh, he can still contribute because he can do two things at once. Uh, you, you can only pick one of these. Is your ideal vacation, are you relaxing? Is it adventurous? Is it enlightening? Or is it educational? Relaxing is first. Okay. Am I putting them in order? Just got to pick one. Yeah, you can stop right there. Yeah. Okay. All right. Relaxing. relaxing, The 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 hardest thing for Tim to do to stop right there. God damn it! (laughs) I'm so guilty of that. (laughs) I can play the Um, part. You want the short answers? I'll be that guy. Let's start over. All right. Well, no. This next one's another short one. But you prefer to travel by train, plane, automobile, boat, or on foot? A walk, a walk solves everything. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend's dad always says, you never regret taking a walk. And that's the truth. Feels good. He, he fell off the side of a cliff, right? Wasn't he the one who... <laughs> Last words? Let me tell you something else. And you didn't offer this option. But it's hard to be in a bad mood on a bicycle. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, we've lived in Amsterdam for years. And anytime we go back, like you rent a bike and you get on it, it's just like that's when you feel that sort of wave come over you. You're like, yeah, this is what it was like. 
I, I'm glad you brought this up. Are you guys talking about family trips when the host, when the guest is not on the uh, podcast? Did you guys talk about family trips to? Yeah, we've kind of this? well, we you know who we had as because I've heard nothing about your family trips. We we had our parents on, and uh, so that would they were a guest on our on our podcast as well. So we really got into it. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah, uh, we probably would have offered more snippets of trips that we took if you did. Yeah, you were <laughs> yeah. pretty. You were playing it pretty close to the vest. <laughs> so, sort of, it was hard to take tangents off of. You nothing. came out with a pretty pretty aggressive anti trip position early on in the podcast so we probably got a little frightened i thought what happened is and we you know your listeners will they'll be able to judge i thought as i tried to talk about it and you guys look like you're you were bored oh no and and, and so true. i said oh i guess that's not what enraptured and bored wrapped i should say wrapped and bored are often the same face. i thought when i said royal robbins one of you would say no way <laughs> Well, that was a, a massive miscalculation. <laughs> um, if you could take a vacation with any family other than your family, alive or dead, who, what family would you go on vacation with? Oh, those, uh, the Donner family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a party, right? It was like oh. a, it was a class, it was a famous hard trip, party road trip. I only know about the one trip of theirs. Yeah, well, yeah. and don't you have questions? <laughs> I mean, oh, you yeah, want to go? You want to go to get answers? Doesn't everybody want answers? Seth? Yeah, that's true. I mean, isn't that why we're here? That is why we're here. Uh, so the Donners, thank you for that. Um, if you had to be stranded on a desert island with one member of your family, who would it be? The the youngest. Great, the youngest. Okay. That's no, Vivian. I, no, no. I mean, wait. I would, I would, I would. My wife. Yeah. Okay, I, good. Yeah, yeah. I would, I'd pick my wife. But would she be mad that you picked her? She'd be like, "Are you kidding me? Uh, you I don't want to go on another with... trip with you." You'll be in the oh, back. Oh, because of a... the stranded part. Yeah. You'll be like, "Hey, good news. We can. We. I rented a hearse. We can sleep in a coffin to save money on hotels." <laughs> I'm not taking the kid. Anyone? Uh, yeah, I'm not picking a, a kid over. Um, I'm, I, no, I'm, I'm, my wife and I, you know, my wife and I have lived a lot of places and we've always had a pretty good time. Yeah, that's great. And so I feel like the stranded on the desert island would be, um, it's a desert island? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Would you recommend Modesto as a vacation destination? Oh, during the springtime with the blossoms? Oh. Still no. Still no. <laughs> <laughs> right, really, I fully got hooked. Late in the pod, I fully got hooked. Right, right. Um, and then, Seth, you want to ask your... I want to ask my question, but first yeah. I'm going to read you. So here's what I did. I found the review. Yeah, what'd Perfect. you say? Well, first of all, I did a open apple F, you know, all of fun. And, and the, the website was like, that's not a word. And I had, to, I had to double search it. But there's two quotes about you. And I'm very... Oh. I feel like you... I feel like you... Ugh. Do I not us. remember it right? No, you do. Memory, the, oh, I the do. The last word, the last, and again, this is Steve Zahn, who's, who's wonderful in the film. Last sentence, having tamped down his comic side, Mr. Zahn does a fine impression of a rabbit, while the regrettably underemployed Mr. Oliphant makes a world-class hunter. That's a great final line. Regrettably, you know, for somebody who thought you were, uh, you know, so miscast, 
in Hitman. Full circle. But yeah. now here's what I feel like. Employed. Here's the thing yeah. that bums me out is you made me search for your name and the other uh, mention of your name is uh, Timothy Oliphant, a hard body with a sly smile. <laughs> you, <laughs> you dick. Well, I think Manola also said that. But that was that was yeah. that was just in a blog. You know, but, it's in that it's in the review. A hard body and a sly smile. Oh, wait, that's in the review? Yes. And you made oh, me look at it. Oh, I don't know. It's funny. I don't remember that. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I know that you would look. The second one, or the one that ends it, that's the one. That's the one to put in your clipping file. And that's the one to shake in your agent's face. Do you know how funny it is to, to hear a grown man run around the house say, do you hear that, honey? I'm regrettably <laughs> underemployed. And she's like, no kidding. I sh- regrettably underemployed. Wipe that fantastic. smile, that sly smile off your face. Oh. So here's the thing. The last question we ask everybody, you've already mm-hmm. answered the first half of it because you mm-hmm. mentioned that on your wonderful road trip to New York that you guys were at the Grand Canyon. My question for everybody is, mm-hmm. have you been to the Grand Canyon? Your answer is yes. So now my question oh. to you is, it's a two-parter. Is it worth it? Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was a fan. But... um don't sleep in the back of the, don't make your plans. You know, this, see, I provided a service here because I, I didn't know this. You guys know we had not talked prior. I didn't know nope. there was going to be a big Grand Canyon final answer. No. Which I also, is that really what you're going with in the podcast? Yeah. Just By the way, it, nobody was listening to this thinking that you had overprepared for it. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Because sometimes I do prepare for these things. You know what? Your show, I prepare for. Of course. You know, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say a sincere thing about you. The first time you were on the show, I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of yours. Before I met you, even more so now. But Deadwood, Justified, those are two perfect shows in my estimation. But I didn't know what kind of dude you were going to be. And the first time you showed up before I even met you, you wanted to do a bit that we wrote out, and the bit was that you, before I introduced you, you leaned your head out and you asked that I could say, please welcome my good friend. Because you thought that the audience is more more prone to like a guest if you introduce them with good friend. And uh, it, for me, it was such a delight because I had, the one thing I had no sense of was your sense of humor. And it was such a fun, it was a, such a fun first interaction that has uh, then continued to be nothing but a delight. Well, back at you, I, as you know, before I went on your show, I didn't know what kind of dude you were. I mean, I only, <laughs> I just watched the show and I'm like, well, maybe that's what he's like. But then I met you and what a delight. It's, it doesn't come across, um, you know, when you're, when you're doing your show, I feel like this is going the wrong way. I just not how I yeah. meant. Like it? when the show, you seem cold. You seem <laughs> cold and sort disinterested. of like, yeah, you're sitting behind the desk. Josh, you will enjoy this. We, uh, Tim and I got dinner, and this was a big step. We've, we've since had dinner a few times, but like the first time you have dinner with somebody you only know as a guest on your talk show, it was a big step, yeah. right? It was like a date. It was like, a, it was like a date, and the other thing was I made a reservation, and I kind of thought, I don't know, maybe because of the name that the reservation was under, might get a nice little kind of cozy corner so that we could share our showbiz tales, sort of behind yeah. the curtain showbiz tales. We were so we were close, jammed. tiny two-top with uh, two women on each side of us. Yes. 
each of each table immediately started talking to us very nicely, but like it was very yeah. clear that we could not talk about the things we wanted to talk about. Yeah, mm. yeah, but you stepped it up. Uh, the next time we went out and we went out with others, you like stepped it out with the. You made the booth at the really. It was pretty sweet because the first time you uh, you did show up and immediately bust on me for how shitty the table was. You were like, "Well, I guess you you must have really." Pulled the celeb card. It's just important to put out what everybody's thinking. You know what I mean? You might as well just get out. You know what I mean? There's no point trying to hide what everybody's, you know, is on. I think even the people next to us were thinking the same thing. I think everybody, right. They were happy to hear you say it. And they did hear you say it because they could hear everything either of us said the entire. <laughs> exactly. Tim, uh, uh, I love you. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, I love you too. Uh, it's really, it's really been a pleasure. It always yeah. is. And Josh, it's great to see you. You know, Josh and I met here in LA too. So we've, we've hung out. Yeah. I introduced myself at a party. I was like, I'm Seth's brother. And you're like, no, but what's your name? I want to know your name. <laughs> um, Did I say that? Yeah. That's a good dude right there. Well, first of all, and hello, I know you're going to, you're Seth's brother. Look at you guys. You're brothers. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It might be We're a small, hiding. a small problem with podcasts. We also sound a great deal alike. I had one idea to do on this podcast and I didn't, which was to keep saying, and now that's Josh talking. Yeah. And now that's Seth. Well, I think if you go back and listen, Josh is the one, the voice that thought the Tim bits were going to work. Wow. (laughs) Wait, I have one. I want to say real quick, uh, Justified. Depending on when this comes out, you can see the new Justified. Very exciting. Uh, Don't forget to congratulate me on the Emmy. The Emmy nomination for Daisy Jones and the Six. Come on. A uh, guest actor in a non-crying performance. And then uh, the Soderbergh show. What's the name of the Soderbergh show? So the uh, that's called Full Circle. Full Circle. Um, that's, that's on Max. Um, right. Oh, that's, that's a good one. All right. We got a couple things to look forward to. A Summer of Timothy. Well, that's what I hear they're calling it. I mean, but... <laughs> All right, buddy. You know how this is. Everybody has their moment. I guess this one's mine. I don't get it. Yeah, get your sunscreen <laughs> you know I mean? out. Yeah, get your sunscreen out. If the lights are going to be bright, of Sun Timothy. All right, Gentlemen, thank you, buddy. It's a pleasure. Always. Absolutely. Thank, thank you for having me. Who takes his lady, his lifelong companion? How's this? For shady to sleep in the back of a truck at the Grand Canyon Who gave her everything warm he packed But then when he got cold to get back Tim Oliphant That's who A scholarship And says no thanks I'll pay Cause I'll be okay anyway My ceramics will surely crush Who goes on a podcast That's titled Family Trips But won't talk about Family trips 
says people don't care about that shit And who's still such a charming guy With his hard body yeah. and smile so sly Tim R. 